Spoken Word, half an hour of poetry and performance, your connection to Melbourne's grassroots poetry scene, the voice of those of us who have nothing but our voices. Welcome to the Spoken Word program on 3CR Community Radio, 8.55am. My name is Brendan Bonsack and we have a packed program today. A little later we'll be hearing from local poet and musician Vicky Mealings. We have Santo Katsati introducing us to a new project by Footscray artist Pope Fred. And director of Melbourne Spoken Word Ben Soler will be in to tell us all about this year's much-anticipated MSW Prize. But first up, I'm very pleased to have with me the young poet and storyteller Malaika Galani. Malaika is 16 years old and has been writing stories for as long as she can remember, and she's recently released a debut book of poetry, Untold Journeys. Malaika, thanks for joining us. Hi, Brendan. Thank you so much for having me today. Congratulations on the book. Thank you. Can you tell us a little bit about the process of writing it? Um, The book started coming in year eight when we had an assignment. We had to talk to people and write some poetry. And so I talked to a few people and wrote things from their perspective. You know, we had this, these few problems that were universal and everyone had those. But in reality, these little problems like friendship and losing friends, it's, it's like a general thing and everyone has those. So I started talking to more people and writing the poetry from their perspective. So most of the things here are from other people's perspective. So this is one is called This Is Life. So, this is life, you love, you lie, people hurt you, people say goodbye, and sometimes you're left alone. The thing is, um, I had this one person back in year 10. She was one of those people who sort of had a negative outlook on life. I remember yesterday she came to me, she's like, you know what, life isn't that bad. (laughs) She's like, you know, we're, we're graduating, people are leaving, but it's not like a sad goodbye that I thought it would be. Like, I'm happy for everyone, we're moving on with life and we're gonna do something better. So yeah, that was really, really nice. Now you, you were in a, a counseling program at school. Yeah, I, I was um, back in year eight. Did you think that you started to get into poetry from that experience? Yeah, it really helped me because I write from other people's perspectives. So when people would come and talk to me, so I was like, oh, you know, this is easier. So I would write the poetry and send it to them so they could read it. And they're like, oh, this is really, this is really nice. I didn't know like you could get that out of what I said. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I think anything you can relate to has a healing property. It can be poetry a song, maybe even a book or a quote. It can be anything. She would not show that she was afraid But being and feeling alone was too much to face Everyone said that she was so strong What they didn't know is that she could barely carry on But she knew that she would be okay So she didn't let it get in her way Sometimes it all gets a little too much But you gotta realize that soon the fog will clear up You don't have to be afraid Because we're all the same And we know that sometimes it all gets 
little too much And she would always tell herself she can't do this She would use no help, it would be just fine got hard, she would lose her focus So take my hand, it will be alright And she knew that she would be okay So she didn't let it get in her way Sometimes it all gets a little too much But you gotta realize that soon the fog will clear up to be afraid because we're all the same and we know that sometimes it all gets a little too much yeah a little too much i said a little too much sometimes it all gets a little too much But you gotta realize that soon the fog will clear up And you don't have to be afraid Because we're all the same And we know that sometimes it all gets a little too much Sometimes it all gets a little too much But you gotta realize that soon the fog will clear up And you don't have to be afraid Because we're all the same And we know that sometimes it all gets a little too much That was A Little Too Much by Sean Mendes And I'm speaking with Malika Galani on 3CR Spoken Word My name's Brendan Bonsack Welcome back now, you've got another book coming out, an anthology. Yeah. Can you tell us what's the name of the anthology? It's called um, I Bared My Chest. There's me and there's 20 other female authors there, and it's really great to work with people who actually know what they're doing, and it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I did an interview in Texas, and then I got an email the next day saying that they were looking for another author. Uh, so I was like, yeah, sure, I mean, I'll do it. And uh, the process was basically... We had a list of charities and we were all going to pick a few. And uh, every book that gets sold, so 10% of the money goes to that charity. Do you have a piece of that book that you could read? Uh, yeah. Um, I have. We basically had little questions that we had to answer. And so there's this one that was, um, what is love and what are relationships? So as a, um, my response was, as a kid, the word, the word love meant a significant other. Now I realize it is so much more. Love is not a person. It is the indescribable feelings you get from a person, place, or even an object. Love is a feeling, the safe and cozy feeling where you can be yourself, where you know being yourself is easy, where there's no labels or judgments. To me, love is my family and my year level. Love is our year 12 room. Love is the best friend's necklace my younger sister and I have. Love is when I can walk around in my pajamas at home looking like a zombie. Love is when mom comes to check on me every hour when I'm sick. Love is when I tell dad I want to go for a drive, and regardless of how late it is or how tired he is, we go for a drive. Love is stealing my older sister's chocolates. Love is playing pranks with my twin brother. Love is watching X-Men with my younger sister. 
Love is sharing embarrassing stories with my brother-in-law. Love is when family from Pakistan listens to all of my interviews and calls me later, every single one of them. Or even when my brother-in-law's parents listen to my interviews and then we celebrate as a family. Love is standing in the year 12 room after a bake sale, the whole year level, together, excited and happy, standing there with tears in my eyes because I will have to let go of these people. Love is a safe feeling. I get it with them, the happiness, the unity, and other feelings that I cannot describe. That is love. Love is sitting in a room with all of my siblings and sharing embarrassing stories and talking about the weirdest things and food. The things I've learned about love is that the feeling, it is never ending and it can either make you or break you. And uh, that's what I think love is. But um, I'm sure you're going to get 20 other responses. <laughs> and now you've gone through the process of having a book published. Yeah, hectic. <laughs> do you have any advice for younger people wanting to do the same thing? Guys, just go for it and start as soon as you can. I started as soon as I came to Melbourne. And it took me three years to find good public. I, I had contracts before that as well. But please make sure you do all the research you can on the publishers. Maybe even talk to a few authors before, like who have published with them before. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you. For the listeners, this anthology will be coming out late in November. And for more information, please visit www.ibearedmychest.com. To take us out to the break, would you mind reading us one more poem, please, Malika? Yep. So I think my younger sister, she was supposed to come with us today, but then she's like, no, it's too early. I'm going to go back to bed. I was like, okay. But um, this is one poem I wrote for her. She really likes it. So it's like, I picked it so I would read it in front of her and she'd get happy, but um, might as well read it without her. Um, it's called Princess, and uh, it goes like this. Mirror, mirror on the wall, who's my favorite princess of all? The mirror paused, then said, It's the little girl you can't see upset. She does not wear a slipper made of glass, neither did she let a hundred years pass. Never helped a hideous beast, or met a genie whose master is a thief. Didn't dream of having a different life, wasn't threatened by, or escaped a knife. She sometimes makes a little mess, but that's okay, after all, she's your princess. The girl you thought of this whole time is the princess you can call mine. In 2016, 3CR published a book to celebrate the station's 40th birthday. Years in the making, Radical Radio, celebrating 40 years of 3CR, is a visually stunning account of the people and ideas that make up this dynamic station. At 300 pages, the book includes hundreds of images and over 50 features on programs, people, music and technology from across the decades. You can get your copy of 3CR's book for $49.50 at the station during business hours at 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy. Or online at 3cr.org. Get a piece of your own history. 3CR's Radical Radio is available now. Don't talk unless you can improve the silence. Any fool can make assumptions. Any idiot can jump to conclusions. Engage brain before opening mouth. Hello, I'm Santo Katsati, founder of Spoken Word here at 3CR, and what you just heard there were some politiku. Politiku. What are politiku? Politiku essentially are political haiku. Rather than being bound by metrical form, 
Politico emphasized the pithy and poignant, whilst conveying a political message usually anti-authoritarian in sentiment. And uh, I've been made aware of a Politico project uh, which is being uh, coordinated by Pope Fred, a long-time friend of 3CR Spoken Word. The Politico project is to publish five small collections of works over the next five years and disseminate them for free as broadly as possible. Politico number one ran to 500 prints and was well distributed in Australia. Politico two is the second edition and will run to a thousand copies, hopefully reaching even more people around the world. If you're interested in contributing to Politico, you can send your work to this email address, uh, popefred at hotmail.com. Now that Pope Fred, it's just all one word, like the Pope and the the boy's name Fred, popefred at hotmail.com. The zine Politico comprises collections of haiku and other anarchistic aphorisms from all sorts of sources, including original works, but famous authors and artists are poached, as are traditional haiku and sayings. Um, All the original pieces are by Pope Fred, and none of them are copyrighted or claimed by him as intellectual property. The idea is that these could be uh, really great graffitied on walls or shouted from a barricade or simply contemplated upon. So um, I invite you to become part of the Politico project. Politico is curated by Pope Fred, a Discordian Pope and performance poet from Footscray, Australia. Summer grasses, all that remains of great soldiers' imperialist dreams. Speech is blasphemy, silence is a lie. Take direct action. Life isn't about waiting for the storm to pass. It is about learning to dance in the rain. Spring shower. Baby blackbirds hop on the lawn. Cat sleeps inside. Fussy cat only drinks water from the toilet. Urgent proofreading job. Across the pages he sprawls, purring. My velvet tin roof drummer bounces to his own tune, purrs to the moon. Cleaning out the freezer, my dead cat's kangaroo mints, rissoles and tears.
taken for granted, cast aside to the dusky rain. I won't leave you. I'm right here, I'm with you. I wipe up your tears, won't let you fall. In 2012, Lonesome George, the tortoise, died, the last of his kind and at least a hundred years old. He might have only been a tortoise, but still, someone's hope was lost on that day. At a certain age, history repeats, I still remember witnessing the fury of a World War I veteran, 92 years old and dying of pneumonia, raging and railing against the outbreak of the First Gulf War. At a certain age, Netflix binges are still a distant dream. Lazy Sundays, an obsolete ideal, nobody sees you, the expectations that you do all the work and make the least noise, not so obsolete. 
At a certain age, life gets faster, harder, better, because the losses sharpen the wonder, the joy and the madness. Life is to be savoured, devoured, relished, worshipped. There is beauty behind every broken gate and horror. Watching dandelion seeds take flight is like seeing God, if you look hard enough. At a certain age, everyone around you starts getting cancer. I saw you at the gig on Saturday, both our mothers pronounced terminal. We held each other with a new tenderness, then danced with the abandon of small children to the rambunctious song of a sassy jazz singer. At a certain age, everyone blames your hormones whenever you get upset, as though you're too irrelevant, too empty, too stupid, too out of touch, yet our children's futures have no security. Those with brown skin are beaten and put into solitary confinement. Across the ocean, they shackle female prisoners during childbirth. The concept of a living wage is seen as radical and dangerous, and the ocean itself is dying. So what about kindness? A famous writer once remarked that we have lost it, but kindness is much harder to kill than an elderly tortoise. And the rumours of its death are greatly exaggerated. Every true prophet has said light will overcome darkness. The desire for change, strong, resourcefulness is the best of us. In 2012, Lonesome George the tortoise died the last of his kind and at least a hundred years old. He might have only been a tortoise, but he sang the song of the canary and the sound was glorious. If you've just tuned in, this is 3CR Community Radio. At the top of that bracket we heard from Anna Fern with a piece called Katiku from her album Mouthful followed by Vicky Mealings with a song from Brittle Sun's EP, Elemental Skin, and the spoken word track, At a Certain Age, from the audio journal Audacious Four, published recently by Melbourne Spoken Word. And by some strange coincidence, I have with me in the studio director of Melbourne Spoken Word, Mr Benjamin Solar. Ben, welcome to the show. Hello, Brendan. For any listeners who don't know, can you give us a little rundown on what Melbourne Spoken Word is? Um, so Melbourne Spoken Word, I guess, is a budding arts organisation that aims to unite and bring together the amazing spoken word community in Melbourne. Uh, we run a gig guide and we run events. Um, started out as like a blog with just a list of events coming up and now it's like a website and committee and everything and we're almost incorporated. And you run a lot of events yourself, don't you? Yeah. Our favourite thing to do is, I guess, bring out international poets, um, they come and visit Melbourne because they hear how great the Melbourne poetry scene is and we put on special events for them at places like Howler and the Toffin Town. Um, we also run an end-of-year event called the Melbourne Spoken Word Prize. Um, so this year it's on Friday, December 1 at the Wheeler Centre. Um, we usually have it the first Friday of December. It's kind of nice that spoken word poets can uh, make it to such a prestigious venue in Melbourne. And what's the format of the Melbourne Spoken Word Prize? Um, so the prize features 30 poets. Um, most of them are shortlisted from nominations from gig conveners around Melbourne. So each gig convener in Melbourne, I think there's about 35 of them, nominate three poets each and via a very complicated point system similar to the Brownlow Medal or Eurovision, we come up with about 15 or more shortlisted poets um, 
and them alongside a bunch of wildcard poets um, make up the prize lineup of 30 poets. So if you're interested in being a wildcard poet, how do you go about that? Um, so the details would be out now um, for wildcard entry. You can find that on our Facebook page or on the melbournespokenword.com website. If you go to the 2017 Melbourne Spoken Word Prize event, there should be a link there to um, submit your wildcard entry, which we'll draw next week. And what are the rules, just quickly? Um, three. It's three minutes, no props, no costumes. It's judged by five prestigious event conveners, which is Michael Reynolds from Passionate Tongues, Libby Charlton from The Dan Poets, Amanda Anastasi from La Mama Poetica, Michelle Jabrowski from Slam and Ding Dong, and JJ Larkin from Miss Millie's Pop-Up Poetry Cafe. And what are people competing for? Um, they're competing for $1,000 for the overall prize or $200 if you're um, – uh, the People's Choice from the night, which is voted on by the audience. Um, the winner of the prize also gets a bunch of features around town um, throughout 2018. You get to feature it at places like The Dan and Girls on Key um, if you win the prize. So it's sort of like the night of nights in Melbourne poetry, isn't it? Yeah. It's like the big end-of-year event and um, some people dress up and so forth to kind of celebrate it's like the oscars of melbourne poetry <laughs> uh, and where can people get tickets um they can get tickets on the melbourne spoken word website through tribe booking so just go to melbournespokenword.com um, and it's the first event there right on the homepage. okay thanks for coming in mr benjamin solder thank you brendan and good luck with the prize well that's all we have time for this week Please tune in next Thursday at 9am or you can download the podcast from www.3cr.org.au and while you're there, why not donate or subscribe and keep community radio afloat. You can also download 3CR Spoken Word on your favourite podcasting app or simply visit 3cr.org.au. For up-to-date info on poetry gigs, don't forget to visit www.melbournespokenword.com I'm Brendan Bonsack. Thank you for listening. Thank you.